Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. Uh, today is a very special day for many reasons, but specifically because we have a guest and she is an old star in the world of plant medicine. She inspires me. She is courageous beyond my own understanding. She's a person that ever since I met her and until today, she just keep pushing herself more and more and more to go deeper into her own healing. She has grown exponentially in the last year and a half since I've known her, although it feels like I've known her for my whole life. And she's been to Shaman Flora about, it's going to be three times. She's leaving in like two days. Um, and yeah, she has, she, she has like so much courage. I'm not going to say she doesn't have fear because She does have fear, but she has so much courage that she's willing to face her fears. And she's here today to share with us her experience, to give us some uh, a little bit of courage to, uh, for us to also go after our fears um, and to learn. She's also a nurse. Um, she's been doing this for quite some time, and she can tell you more about it. She worked in the emergency rooms and all these other things. So not only we're going to have the perspective of someone that has done this medicine a lot, or and I mean medicines a lot, like cambo, ayahuasca, mushrooms, tepe, bufo, all of these different medicines, but she also has a medical background to it, and she can explain to us a lot of things. So I'm just really, really excited. We can talk about everything, but... No further ado, welcome to our podcast, Adrian. It's so happy to have you here today. Uh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Where are you calling us from today? I am calling from California, Southern California. I live in a city called Marietta. You're wonderful. So Adrian, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, um, how long has it been since you stepped into the world of plant medicine? Just give us all the information. All right. I became a surgical trauma ICU nurse when I was 21, and I've been doing that since 2019, so it's been about 14 years now I've been a trauma nurse. So probably around 2019, I just hit a point where I was really frustrated, and I with the way patients were being treated. I just felt like we were symptom management. And so I changed my own perspective from symptom management, like every symptom has a cause. So when I would go into work every day, I'd get report and I would immediately identify the causes of all the patient's symptoms. And you know, my brain would just work from like picking out all the abnormal stuff that was happening and then creating like a tree of all the things that could potentially go wrong. And the way I would help my patients get better is by like intercepting at that bottom level before yeah. anything happened. But then as things continue to go on, I just felt like there's more and there's more and there's more. 
Um, I also got married really young. I got married when I was 16. Um, and at the time in 2019, I was also raising my sister's six kids. Um, so I had eight children living in my house and I was raising them. And I just felt like I had, I wasn't living authentically. I felt like I was living my life for everybody else. And so what ended up happening, I went into counseling and then one day I just decided to hit the reset button. So that reset button meant for me that I was never going to live in the what ifs. I was always going to live in the what is, and I was going to go from there and I would never live my life for anybody else. And I would never listen to anybody else again. And I was just going to live my life through my own experience. So what that meant for me was getting divorced, terminating custody of all my nieces and nephew. My parents ended up taking custody of them. And then I turned off TV. I don't watch TV. It's just turning off everything that shaped who I was and just starting to live life, like relearning like a baby, everything. And then when I finally had the courage uh, to tell my parents that I was getting divorced, I think that was like the last bit. I was so afraid of my parents. And then um, I was raised very religious as well. But once I did that, it's like this big weight was like lifted off me. And then I just, life started unfolding. And what I started to learn early on was that the more I faced my fears, the more liberated I felt. So whenever I feared anything, it's like right on the other side of fear was freedom for me. So I started doing everything. It started when I went to Fiji. I skydived for the first time, and that was life-changing. I traveled. I started going to places by myself where everybody else told me not to. And then I started dating, and when I started dating, I realized that I had all these walls up, and I didn't know. I couldn't connect, and I only knew one emotion, and that emotion was anger, and every other emotion I would run from. So a friend told me, you know, I would run. So as soon as I would start developing feelings for somebody, I would like run away from the relationship because I was like, oh, this, this doesn't feel right. I don't know what this is. And I would freak out and I'd run. So a friend that I had met in LA recommended Cambo to me. And she's like, I've heard of people doing this and it supposedly it helps with these emotions. And I was at a point where I'm like open to anything because I, I don't listen. So I'm like, okay, sure. I'm down, whatever. So me and a buddy of mine went down to a studio in LA to do Cambo. And, you know, I went for this em emotional stuff. And when they served me, I basically felt like I was being burnt. <laughs> like I was being lit on fire for like 20 minutes. But what happened afterwards was like an immediate transformation. I came, like, as soon as I walked out of the studio, it's like I had LASIK vision all over again. Like, everything just looked so clear. And I, it's like, I, for the first time, like connected to my intuition, I came home, my family was like eating fast food. And I was like, Oh, I can't even imagine putting that into my body. I used to drink tap water all the time. And I used to take pride in drinking tap water. Like I'd go to third world countries and drink tap water just to like, say like, nothing's going to happen. But the idea of tap water going into my body also made me sick. So I immediately turned vegan and I was only able to like drink Fiji water. And it's like, I was just so energetically sensitive to, to everything. And it like just had profound changes in my life, had more energy. And my friend who went with me, he had a lot of like um, osteopenia, which is like bone breakdown from chemo because he had um, lymphoma. 
and he was on um, pain meds, a lot of pain medicine. So he was actually going to heal his depression, but what he found was that his pain was almost gone, miraculously gone indefinitely, and he never needed pain again. And so for me, as a nurse, I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is just crazy. Like, it made no sense. And, you know, I'm a problem solver. has always been like left brain, like everything has to make sense. But this made absolutely no sense to me, like <laughs> whatsoever. So I was like, wow, this is like crazy. By this point, I had already had my spiritual awakening in 2020. So by the time I tried Cambo, um, it was 2021. And it was January 30th, 2021. So then I was like, okay, I believe in this. I want to do it again, but there's something missing with the way that it was being served. And then, so I went to another facilitator, got facilitator, got served again, worked on self-love, still had like a profound transformation. But again, there was just like something missing. At that time, during my third Cambo session with another facilitator, amazing people, they offered me Bufo. And I, I knew nothing about psychedelics. I didn't even know what psychedelics were. I'd never heard of it. And so when I asked, I was like, they offered it to me and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. And they're like, it's just, it's another medicine. It's another purge medicine. And I'm like, oh, okay, Canva works great. So I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> so they, they said, why not? Why not? <laughs> if, yeah. I'm, if I'm going to feel as well as I did with the other one, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I've always been all or nothing. So I started right at the top and, um, when he served it to me, <laughs> I was like, nope, nope. And he's like, surrender. I'm like, no, no. And then that's all I remember. Oh, and wow. then he like pushed my head back. And, you know, I went through my experience. I, I blacked out and then I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so light. Like I feel so good. But it was, you know, I had, it, he told me that I had just released like an insane amount of energy at that time, which makes sense as to why I was so light afterwards. I was like, oh, wow. And then like, I didn't put any more attention to like plant medicines with the exception of Cambo. Like Cam Cambo kept calling me and it kept calling me. And I was like, no, like, you know, you I had a lot of doubt in me at the time. And, and then it was like the last week of July and I went, I, I was seeing frogs everywhere. And I'm like, no way, like, there's no way. And so what ended up happening, like I ended up, I was like, okay, well, I think that I feel like I meant to help people with this medicine. So because I can't find a facilitator or something that I felt was missing, I decided I was just going to go down to Peru and learn it. Um, learn how to serve the medicine. And then one of the first places that came up was Rainforest Healing Center. And they weren't kind of like, let me take your money, show you how to serve the medicine and send you on your way. It was like, I had to do a two part interview. And they were long interviews, they were two interviews. And the way they served it was a lot different than any of the other facilitators I had sat with. And it felt right for me. And then um, I was like, okay, well, if I'm meant to do this, you know, you know, I'll do it. And like, I just need one more sign. And so I ended up going to the DMV. I remember it was on a Friday. It's like, it's right at the, and it, you know, it was in July. And then um, the lady who like calls me up, she has this giant frog ring on her finger. Like it was, nobody wears rings that big. 
okay nobody it was like this big and I was like okay if that's not obvious that this is like what I meant to do I don't know what else was yeah so then just the way it signed up um November is what aligned for me to do my facilitator training but prior to that um at my I had went to another cambo session in LA I don't know why I went back to that place but that's where I decided to to go. And I met a guy there and there is just so much spiritual growth there. And together for the first time, we tried mushrooms. And it was like a low dose for me. But when I took it, I wanted to cry. And I didn't know why I wanted to cry. So I blocked it out like immediately. I was like, no, I'm not allowed to cry. I'm not allowed to cry, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I decided that I was going to do a journey on my own and because I felt like there was something I needed to learn. And then so I asked him for some mushrooms and then I came home and then um, I decided I was going to take them. So I took a handful and I had my first mushroom experience and pretty much what it showed me was everything I already believed in, but still had a lot of doubt around, it kind of just validated it for me as my truth. And instead of me just trying to believe and doubting it, like just solidified what I had already was trying to integrate into my life for me. And it was like this really beautiful experience. Um, and then shortly after that in November, um, no, October, so then I started feeling like my shadow weren't coming in in October and um, people had told me about ayahuasca. And so I decided I was going to go and do some ayahuasca. And I went to this place in LA and, you know, the way they set it up, it really looked like it was meant for healing. And a friend had recommended them to me. And I knew exactly the energy that was going to come up. And I knew it was very dark, very heavy. And I went there to, to let go, to release it. And what ended up happening was when it came time to release it, um, they said no. And they told me, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vomit. And they're like, no, you're not allowed to do that here. And I was like, but I, it's coming. Like, it's coming. This is what I came to get out. And they're like, no, and you need, you need to lower your voice. They're like, you're going to disrupt everybody else's journey. You need to hold that in and you just keep drinking water. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. And then I was like, and then the vision started coming in and I was like, wow, I've held this in for millennia. You guys still aren't ready for me. And then like, I just like grounded myself and I just started chugging water as much as I could. And I, the whole night I was just fighting the medicine and fighting and fighting and fighting. 4 a.m. came around, the sun started to rise. I felt sober and I was just gone. And I was like, never again. Never again will I do anything like this because people can't handle me. People don't know how to move my energy. Like, I'm just going to, and then that had been my thing like my whole life. Like, I was always going to ruin people's lives if I was authentic in any way. And so that was like, was it for me? Like nobody can handle me. Like I can't let go. I'm just going to have to hold everything inside for the rest of my life. And then once I went through my Cambo training, um, there's a lot of fear around that. 
there's so much fear because it meant really, truly giving up everything I was taught, you know, being in a religious household. And so I really, really struggled with it. And I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, but I think that right before my training, it was probably the most fear I had ever experienced of my, in my life. Like I just, I couldn't see, like usually I can sense my energy in the future, but beyond that Cambo training, like I couldn't sense myself, which meant like I, I felt that I was going to die. Right. Because like, I know what that felt or looked like beyond that point. And it this so yeah, so there's a lot of fear. And then once I went through my training, it was just some of the most deepest transformational experiences that I have ever like grown through. And I let go of so much stuff. I learned to, you know, I learned the medicine was my teacher. It was just such a beautiful teacher and it helped me connect to parts of myself that I had forgotten or oppressed or ignored. And it gave me the courage to step into my authentic self and to really begin to embody who I came here to be. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I came home, I started serving the medicine and I just felt like just so much more aligned. And um, come February, like I start feeling like a lot of tree of life energy. And I felt like the jungle calling me and, um, I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but I got like a tree of life tattoo on my leg and I got like a Metatron symbol and I'm just like, just whatever energy I was feeling, like I got it tattooed and then I felt like this intense call of the jungle. So I'm like, okay, well, the only jungle I know of that's close, because I had to honor the call and I had like four days off work. And I'm like, I have to go to the jungle. I don't know why, but I need to honor this. And so I booked a flight to Tulum. And um, I didn't know why I was going. I just did it out of nowhere to honor the call to the jungle. And I had never been there by my, I've never been to Tulum at all, but I, I went by myself. And then, um, once I was out there, my teacher Omar calls and he needed me to, to do something for him. And I was like, Oh yeah, where are you at? He's like, I'm going to be in Tulum. And I'm like, I'm in Tulum. And he was like, I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching a combo course, a combo course. Why don't, why don't you come and help out? And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. So I was um, out in Tulum, not knowing why I was there, but it was because during that time, like I had asked, I was there helping Omar train the course. And I was like, so what other medicines do you serve? And he was like, oh, I serve the Pascuita. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. And he's like, oh, well, it's the Mayan tree of life. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I just got a tree of life tattoo on me. Like that's crazy. And then he took us to the beach and um, he served us Tepe. And that was the first time I had experienced that. And it was incredibly beautiful. I, I was still, I still had some fear in me from like the other experience that I had, but he served it to me. And then like when I went under the medicine, like in all that fear, there's like a white butterfly that flew by and like white butterflies always like 
reminded me of my grandma who had passed on and like when she flew by, like I just took a deep breath and I didn't see so much psychedelics. It just was more like, um, like a profound knowing, like a revelation that basically I had to stop fearing myself and stop fearing what I had been taught because, you know, I was born with like a lot of like, like abilities, so to speak, that I, I fought my whole life and I was always told that they were bad and that they were demonic, they weren't from God, they were from Satan and all this stuff. So I repressed a lot of, you know, my abilities and I was ashamed of them and I felt a lot of guilt that I had them and I hated them. But what the medicine told me was like, those were here for a purpose. And in order for me to serve those purpose, I had to start accepting like who I was. And that was the message I received. So after that, I, I truly started accepting who I was. And then, you know, I struggled with trying to run from plant medicines and like say, no, it's not, this isn't my path. This isn't where it's supposed to be. And then things would align just like that, like the jungle calling me and then me being aligned with Omar and his tree of life. And then it just kept happening over and over and over in so many different ways. Um, and so now um, I help facilitate the Tepes Guita ceremonies and Cambo, of course. And then at, shortly after my first Tepe experience, my teacher Omar was going to be in Peru at your healing center. And I thought that was going to be the last time he was going to be down there. So I was like, if I'm ever going to do ayahuasca again, it has to be with him because I he's the only person I trust. He's the only one who's going to be able to control me if I get too crazy. So, um, so yeah, so then I went down to the healing center at the end of February, I think it was, of 2022. Um, and then sat with Aya for the first time in a traditional setting where um, people knew what they were doing and had some more transformational experiences. Um, and then, you know, just in between then, and then jungle called me again in December. And then I thought we're going on the girls trip. Right. And then ended up sitting with the medicine again. So I was like, the medicine tricks me. So yeah. And then as of recently, like, um, I just started a job as a ketamine facilitator and I got hired on to start facilitating medicine in a spiritual and ceremonial setting. And again, this found me. I wasn't looking to do this. It just kind of aligned and now it's here. So yeah, it's been a long, long journey. <laughs> that is quite the journey. And all of this happened in the last two years, right? Since 2020. Yeah, 2021. 2021. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That is incredible. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. It's like, you know, I, I'm sure that there's people that are going to listen to this and can relate to your experience. There are so many layers and so many different levels of what, what happened and, and where you are right now. And, um, with all that, with that, all, all of that experience that you have collected, what is, a lesson that you keep coming back to learning to bridge the two worlds because I'm you know I'm still a nurse and now that I've developed a relationship with energy it's like I recognize it and it's like turning learning to get like it's been you know detachment and turning it off 
because otherwise I walk into a patient's room and if I go into ceremony mode where I'm tuning into the energy, like I'll start purging for them. And so that, that's been a challenge. And I think, you know, I wasn't, after my Cambo training, I wasn't sure where I, where I fit in anymore because when I went through my training, I had to turn off everything I had learned about Western medicine because nothing made sense. I just saw miracles is what I would say. I would describe that I was, I bore witness to miracles and to see that and it not make sense. It was just like, I don't know anything anymore. Like, and that just reset me further. And so when I go into my ceremonies, I, I, you know, I know nothing. I have to become nothing because it doesn't really, doesn't really make sense, but it works. And so learning when I went back to the hospital, I cried for like two weeks and like, I don't belong here anymore. I don't believe in this anymore. And I was really sad. But then I learned that my role shifted. Like I started not doing so much like hands-on patient care. It's like, I was spending more time like educating and connecting to like my colleagues and my patients' families because everything else was like, you know, like it really, it really changed the way I do nursing care as well because before we used to take all of our stuff home with us, right? Like a lot of times healers serve from a place of ego where we do it because it feels good because it's feeding those, those parts of us that are unworthy or not good enough, but we're really good at our job. So it's making us feel good, right? So what it did for me was it, it shifted that. Like, I know that I'm just a piece of their journey. And I know that I, I know what I know. And I I put my skills to use the best I can, but anything beyond that is out of my hands. That's their journey. That's what they're meant to experience. And that's between their relationship and their creator. And I have nothing to do with that. Like my piece, like I try to teach, I teach new nurses now, like we are not here to save people's lives. We are here to support their lives because whether they live or die, that's not up to us. Like we're not playing God. We're just here to do our part in the role of their journey. And when you do it and you know you did everything you can, like I go home in peace because I know that anything beyond my skill set is not a result of me not knowing. Because if I don't know, I did everything I could to help save this person's life. But anything beyond that was not me. It was meant to happen on a whole different, you know, cosmic level of that soul's unique journey. And I, I've stepped into like this really deep place of acceptance. And so now, since my Cambo training, that's what I've taught so many people at work. And, you know, just being like this source of like positivity and telling them that, hey, things have to happen in order for us to learn. So there are no mistakes. There's only learning lessons to help us evolve as a species. And it's like shifting that perspective from, oh my God, I messed up. I made a mistake. And it's like stepping into it 
place of trust and confidence as opposed to like internalizing that people are making mistakes all the time. So, and I've also learned to like control the energy of the rooms because I'm so much more in tune that, you know, I'm teaching people that we all feed off of each other. So if a patient is, you know, crashing and we go in there and panic that even though the patient's unconscious, like our panic is actually going to influence that crashing patient's energy. And like people see it, they see it all the time. And I'm like, get out of my room, like go take a deep breath before you come in my room. And like being able to, to show people like, Hey, like, like our, like everything is energy. And so my role in the hospital has really shifted to really teaching people and helping them connect to themselves and to their patients on a whole different level and and connecting to their intuition. You know, like I teach new nurses, like when you go into your room, close your eyes. Like we have more senses than just our eyes. Like how are you feeling when you walk into your patient's room? Right now you're feeling calm. So if you walk into your room and feel anything else than that, that means something is off in your room because our body processes everything before our mind does. And, you know, there's like this big example in nursing school. They always give about like how the body senses pain. Like if you burn yourself, you're going to move away from it before your mind says, oh my gosh, I just burned myself. Like it's the same way. Like our body is sensing and connecting to everything before our conscious mind is. So it's like really helping them tune into themselves and like their environment and how that's going to influence and impact the care that they give their patients and like knowing that you're okay. And if you're okay and you're calm and collected, your entire day is going to also be calm and collected. So it's definitely shifted a lot. Yeah, you know, you remind me of, um, well, as you know, nurses are starting to um, turn themselves into this path of healing. And because nurses are just natural healers, like, is that's why you become a nurse? Because you want to help other people. You have this desire to be of service. And, um, you said so many things related to what it's like to nurses nowadays to be in the workforce while experiencing this spiritual growth. There was this girl that went to the center um, this year. She's also a nurse. She lives in Austin. And she was telling me all of these things that she was taught before she was a nurse, how like she was there to like save people's life. And like one mistake will like mean life or death. And like all of this intense kind of education that it was drilled down her brain when she was going to nursing school. And now to like a step out, like you said, into this world of like, wait, I'm not, I'm no God. It's like, this is, I can't do this in any it creates so much humility and humbleness in a person, I, I believe. And there were other things that you said that were so powerful, like, you know, like touching in the energetic aspect of like everything is energy, right? Like, I and, and I find it so funny because when I think about like five or six years ago, someone will say that a statement and be like, what are you talking about? Like that sounds that sounds so woo-woo. But the more we study, the more we 
learn about physics. We understand that this is not is not on a spiritual concept, is a scientific concept too, because it's so real. It's true. Like everything vibrates to a frequency, living and not leaving things, they have a vibration and we can feel and sense all of that. And it's so important for us to start connecting to that. As you were talking about it, it reminded me of something that I read in the internet about cats. Um, so cats, know where their owner always is. Um, the cat's ears are super sensitive and they can sense the owner's energy around the house, even if they're not looking at the owner. So they know where in the house the owner is. And when you were saying how our body responds first versus like our mind is like, what if we train ourselves to always connect with our body first? always and kind of like change that learning from being like mind-centric to be body-centric then like it would be such a different experience connecting to the world if that will be the case so thank you for all of that because I think these are things that a lot of people talk think or discuss about now nowadays and I think it's important that People like you that experience this, not only in your home with your family, but like has like this life living scenarios in places like hospitals kind of like projects back and be like, hey, everybody just a little pointed here. Just notice this. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty profound. You know, it's just it's really it's it's been a really beautiful experience for sure. And um I mean, I'm excited where 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 I'm going and you know, I when I hit that point where I can't sense my energy afterwards, like now I know that it's just because I'm going to undergo such a different transformation, like my energy is just going to be different. And you know, you know what also it is is because you're going to enter a cycle that you're unfamiliar of. It's one of those things that I've been learning and it was in the last episode I was talking about cycles and I think I mentioned this to you or maybe not but I've been thinking about cycles and the cycles of life and we all go through cycles. So like right now you are going through a cycle and then you know, you go through the cycle, whatever that is. And then when you get to the end of the cycle, that that's what happened to you before Campbell, you were like entering the, you were entering a new cycle by exiting a different cycle. And you didn't know what was going to happen on the other side. Cause it was a cycle that you never under go before. You know what I mean? It was like completely new. And that happens a lot. So with all that being said, how of all the experiences that you have had with, with medicines and plants, what is one experience that is kind of like on top of mind? So I have a few experiences, right? That if you ask me, Jimena, what is your top experience of, of, of plant medicine? Like I will reach and grab probably my second ayahuasca ceremony or my fourth ayahuasca ceremony or my second Bufa ceremony, there's, there's a few of them that they have like something that is just like, creates such a like after before the person. So which one of all of them, which one is like one that comes to top to mind right now to you? I mean, I, you're, 
<laughs> you're sitting in front of me. So, um, so I, I hold a lot of my repressed emotions and a lot of dense energy in my womb space. So I've always had like very uncomfortable menstrual cycles. I dealt a lot with infertility, like just a lot of womb problems. And so um, a lot of shame and guilt that I've held in there again, because of the way I was raised. And so when we did Cambo or you Camboed me specifically, we decided to work with that sexual energy and learning to forgive myself and letting go of the shame and guilt that I had held on to for such a long time and like healing all of those sexual distortions based on religious programming and conditioning that I had received as a child. And it was very, very powerful ceremony. And I remember like, we were having the same vision of the energy in my womb space. And I was like connecting to it and you were finishing my sentences. Like we were having the same vision. And that was just like, oh my God, this is so wild. But we, we were able to move the energy and we were both seeing it as like this black sludge in my womb space. And I remember like we were trying to move it and move it and move it and we did because after that, like I have never had a painful like cycle since then. And after that, like everything's been like perfect. <laughs> so it was I didn't like- know that. I mean, I remember that ceremony because it was for your birthday. It was here in Sedona. So I remember that. Um, and actually the other day I remember you because I had a ceremony myself and I purged so bad that my 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 tongue, like my, how do you call that thing? The oh, the uvula? Yeah. It was, it was, it was inflamed like yours. So like, yeah. like that, that, like just recently. And I thought of you and I was like, is this how it felt for Adrian? <laughs> so I remember that ceremony. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't know that after the ceremony, your menstrual cycles and all of that kind of like became like normal that's that's amazing yeah like I I only know it comes is because it's like regular every single day but like there's there's no pain like the pain's like just gone since then like completely so that was like one of those moments like oh my god and not only that but yeah the fire I forgot about that but I remember during the intention I was like whatever comes up I, you know, I, when I put my intention, I asked the flame to burn it up, whatever comes up. And it literally burned my throat on fire. Yeah, like that is, I, I was puking fire because like the magic of the flame burned it as it was coming up and my throat was all blistered and burned, which oh has God. never happened to me <laughs> through all the times I've, I've sat with Cambo. So it was like, you know, the power behind that ceremony was just, again, like, I wish I could understand the science behind that magic, but the proof was there. You know what I mean? And so that's one that's like really, really stands out in my mind. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like I also, I wish I could understand the science behind the magic from someone that is is equally as probably scientific as you that I've always go after, you know, the things that make sense is like, okay, one and two are three because it makes sense right 
But when it comes to this world of, of plant medicine and, and healing with those modalities, there is, you know, I was I was in in Denver uh, this last weekend, and I was with my friends, and I was telling them, um, I don't think I told you, but in December when we went to the jungle, and I think it was in your second ceremony, when the master was singing, I was singing with her, and uh, one of those um, like evil darts that shamans sent to each other remember like one of them like landed on my throat and she did this whole thing where she had me like drink agua de florida and then she basically ended up like getting it out of me with her mouth like just suck it with air and i was telling the story um to this group of people this weekend and everybody was just like this cannot be real and i was like i get it i i totally understand why is so hard you it's so hard for you to believe that these things happen but they do happen they are real and is is one of those things that the reason why it's so hard to prove it is because it comes from a plane that is not terrestrial that is not from this field so we can't translate it to here because it just there, there is no language. It's like trying to translate a Spanish word to English where there is no English word for that word. It's impossible to translate. I mean, you can get as close as possible for the person to understand what the word means, but the essence of the word could never be understood by the person that doesn't speak the language. It's as simple as that. So it's just, it's just it, it also blows my mind um with all of that so with all of that um and to close for all of our our listeners for those that you know that have sat with medicine for those that haven't sat with medicine for those that are about to sit with medicine and they don't know what to expect what is your like advice recommendation or gift to them as they start exploring or being in this space for them? I, you know, we were not born to suffer. We were born to create. And all emotions are our teachers. And when we stop looking at them as good or bad, we learn that they're here to teach us great things. And again, fear is even our teacher. And in order to develop a relationship with fear, we have to accept it for who it is as it fits a person. And when you learn to develop a relationship with fear, you learn to trust it because on the other side of fear, again, is freedom. And when I speak of fear, I'm not talking about danger. Danger is something very, very real. Danger poses a threat to our survivability. But fear is an illusion that we've developed in our head. But right on the other side of that is where our freedom is at. So, yeah, trust the fear, follow the fear. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So you all just heard, and I really love your distinctions from danger to fear. I think that that's something that is really important for us is to understand the distinctions of our emotions and what they actually mean. 
um, sometimes I even go to Google to find the actual definition of something so then I can distinguish from one to the other. So that was very powerful. So Adrian, thank you so much for having he having you here today. It was amazing. Um, there is so much more that I want to ask and, and navigate. So I hope that you'll come back. Have an incredible time in the jungle. I'm really excited to one, know what you're going to be dieting and to how it's going to go. And yeah, for everyone that is listening, don't forget to, um, you know, leave your comments. If you want to know more about Adrian, you can find her and I, my Instagram at Cambo Canaz. There you go. Um, so you can find her there. We'll put it in the description too. She has incredible information. She's really good at what she does too. She's in LA. So you can also work with her if you are in the LA area. Um, well, not exactly in LA. How far from LA are you? No traffic, an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm about equal distance from like San Diego and Orange County in the mountains. So I'm like central to everything. So I do serve like all the surrounding areas. There you go. So you just heard. And if you can't find her, you can always email me at jimena at shamanflora.com. And if you want to reach out to her, talk to her, get to know her, all of the things, and you can't find her, you can't let me know, I'll let her know and I'll contact you. So Adrian, thank you so much. All the loves to you. I appreciate you. And until the next time. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.